Hi guys, and thanks for being here today for episode 84 at the True Crime B&B. I'm your host, Beth, and today I'm here with the Just One B, but I've decided to break away from crime just for this one episode. I ran across a story of true heroism, and I wanted to share it with you. I found this story in newspapers all across the country from December 1961, and no doubt people at that time watched this story with awe and compassion, and I want us to remember it today. So let's talk about Rosemary Sheatovich. Rosemary was born in Indiana during the Great Depression on December 29, 1931. Her parents were Ilya, or Eli, Sheatovich, who had been born in Croatia, and Pauline Bednar Sheatovich. Rosemary had a sister named Annabelle and a brother named Edward. Annabelle died at the age of 24 in 1947, leaving the family crushed with despair. The year after Annabelle died, Rosemary married Richard Swiger in 1948. Richard was a U.S. Army veteran from Michigan, and the two of them did their part to help create the baby boom by having five children together over the next eight years. But things got tough in the marriage, and they eventually went their separate ways. But Rosemary found love again, and within the next two years, she married a second time to Elmer Ray Starry, who also served in the U.S. Army. Rosemary and Elmer, and Rosemary's five children, were living in Montana, California, and like most of the world right after the Second World War, they were very much in family mode. So together they had another three children. So now in December 1961, they were a family of ten, two adults and eight children, ranging in age from 13 years down to eight months. Things had been going along all right for the family. They lived humbly in their own modest one-story home. They had clothes to wear. They had food on their table. But although they had been managing to get by, all of a sudden December had kind of turned into a bit of a rough month. It had started when Elmer, Rosemary's husband, had been involved in an accident and had been pretty seriously injured. He had had to undergo hip surgery, and when he was sent home from the hospital, he could barely get around on crutches and he was not mobile. He spent most of his time bedridden to stay off of his healing hip and rest his injured body. While he wasn't able to work, money was starting to get tight, and Christmas was just around the corner. Rosemary scrimped and saved her household budget because she really wanted to give Elmer and the eight children a lovely, family-focused Christmas. So she set up their artificial Christmas tree, and she and the kids strung it with lights and tinsel, and Rosemary even managed to buy a few gifts and placed them underneath the tree to give everyone something to look forward to. Christmas fell on a Monday that year in 1961, and on that day, the family gathered around and exchanged their gifts, played games, sang songs, ate their holiday meal, and celebrated their togetherness throughout the whole day. As night fell, everyone was worn out, so they placed their opened gifts back under the tree to enjoy again the next day. They climbed into their beds, exhausted and happy, and fell sound asleep after their festivities, all except for 13-year-old Annabelle, who was sleeping in the living room next to the Christmas tree. As all ten of the family were sound asleep just before dawn on December 26th, Annabelle awoke and saw that the Christmas tree was on fire. She ran out of the house to the neighbor's house and screamed to the smiths next door that she needed help. Inside the house, Rosemary had awakened, instantly realizing something was wrong, 
The family's house was on fire. She leapt out of bed, calling out for the family to wake up and get outside. But children can be hard to awaken, and while 11-year-old David awoke on his own, the little one stayed in their room, just sawing logs through the danger. Elmer awoke, but he was unable to get himself up and out of the house, and worse yet, he couldn't help get the children out either. For Rosemary, her entire family was in dreadful peril. So Rosemary grabbed a couple of the children and took her confused, sleepy babies outside to safety. The house was becoming almost fully engulfed in the fire, so by the time she started to head back in to get the rest of the kids, it was difficult to make it through to the bedrooms. It was hard to breathe, but Rosemary was single-minded. She was going to bring her family outside. There was simply no other option. Rosemary was burned, but she kept going. She went into the baby's room, picked up little eight-month-old Debbie, and dropped her out of a window where she landed unharmed in a shrub outside, and then the next-door neighbors grabbed her. Afterward, she kept moving, Rosemary searching for her family and leading them out to safety. She went in at least one more time that was seen by anyone else, but it's possible, and some witnesses suggested, that she fought her way back into that house a total of four times to save her family. After the last trip, she was physically able to endure. She collapsed from heat and smoke and the burns, and this led to even more terrible burns and smoke inhalation. She had managed to bring out six of her children and to help her husband to get outside. Her last two children, eight-year-old Cynthia and six-year-old Donna, were not outside with the rest of the family. Firefighters had arrived by this point, and firefighter Fred West fought his way into the house and found Cynthia and Donna huddled in a small bedroom. He was also burned as he carried these two injured little girls out of the house. As the family was rushed to San Bernardino County Hospital, they were shaken up, hurt, frightened, but they were all there. There were suddenly so many new patients that the hospital had to call in additional staff to provide treatment for the burns, cuts, and other injuries. It was later determined that the fire had started from faulty wiring of Christmas tree lights, although there were also some reports that a portable heater had caused the plastic Christmas tree to ignite. Thirteen-year-old Annabelle and four-year-old Jeanette had received some cuts and abrasions but were not seriously injured. Four children, James, age 3, Rosemarie, age 10, and David, age 11, and Deborah, whose age is unclear, were hospitalized for smoke inhalation and some minor burns. Although most of the children were not terribly injured, four members of the family were placed in critical care. Elmer was in critical condition, having been stuck in his bed until Rosemary came back for him. And Donna and Cynthia were both in critical condition because of burns and smoke injuries from being trapped. Donna was able to tell hospital staff that she had started to make her way out, but had returned to her bedroom to try to save her favorite doll. Once in that room, she and Cynthia couldn't get out and were trapped. But Rosemary, who had known there was danger and easily could have waited outside for firefighters to save her family, was injured the very worst of all. Rosemary had sustained third-degree burns to 30% of her body, in addition to lung damage from the smoke and superheated air she had been breathing. Soon after their hospitalization, Elmer was downgraded from critical condition to serious condition. 
by the twenty seventh of december only six-year-old donna eight-year-old cynthia and rosemary remained in critical condition all three were still being held in the san bernardino county hospital for burn treatment the children who had been released from the hospital were placed in the care of an aunt who lived nearby the community was shocked and saddened by the terrible christmas fire that had nearly decimated this young family but people everywhere all across the country celebrated rosemary's heroism in sacrificing her own safety to get everyone out of that terrible inferno the red cross received many offers of assistance for the family who in terms of earthly possessions had literally lost everything their home all of their belongings their clothes the christmas gifts they had just received were completely incinerated but they tried to remain brave and hopeful that they were going to be okay and get back to some sort of normal life once rosemary and donna and cynthia were released from the hospital but that was not to be burn injuries are devastating to the body the skin is considered to be the largest human organ and a third of rosemary's skin had been destroyed by the fire health care in nineteen sixty one was far less able to help burn victims than it can with the medical advancements we are lucky to have today rosemary fought for her life for four days until on december thirtieth nineteen sixty one her body just gave out rosemary died at the age of only thirty years old cynthia and donna at this time were still both in critical condition in the hospital and six days after her mother little donna sue swiger also died at the age of six i didn't find further updates about cynthia after her sister passed away but it seems that she did eventually recover and return home to her family it would be easy to let this tragedy sit on its own in the loss of these two family members little donna sue never got to heal and come home to live out whatever good she would have made of her life rosemary never got to see her eight children grow up to adulthood and raise their own families but if i were given only two options to either die in agony trapped in a house fire or to die in a hospital medicated from the pain with my family around me i would surely pick the latter but without rosemary's heroic actions to get her children out of that burning house there would have been an agonizing ten funerals instead of two elmer wouldn't have been able to remarry and live for another twenty-seven years during the second half of his life he was blessed with another daughter born during his later marriage his children gave him at least eight grandchildren and at least eight great-grandchildren none of these people would have existed had rosemary not done what she did as for rosemary's children with richard david swiger i couldn't find any further information about them as they grew up but none of them are listed under either rosemary or david on find a grave and hopefully they're still living and have had good lives in honor of their mother's sacrifice to save them so please remember rosemary shayatovich swiger starry as you and your loved ones settle in for whatever holidays you celebrate this year or in general if you're not into holidays take a few extra minutes to just check that all of your decorations are in good condition and safe make sure there's no heat source close to a tree a plant paper wrappings or any other combustible materials if the lights are old or if they don't work properly have frayed wires or make a weird snappy sound throw them out it's not worth the risk because one extra step today might save your family from going through the kind of heartache the starry and swiger families 
had to experience in 1961. And with that, I will be back in two weeks with a guest and we'll be on format for that week. Please come follow me on Instagram. If you're enjoying what I'm doing, please give me a five-star rating and a review wherever you're able. I would sure appreciate that little boost so that other people can find me. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're having a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Love you and see you next time for episode 85. Bye. Her parents were Ilya and Eli. Ilya or Eli in their modest two-story home. Modest one-story home. And while little, while little 11-year-old, damn it. But, but mo- sorry. He was the first to know there was danger. That's not true. So, please bring me, please.